Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Welcome to Bayfield County Wild. I'm Nancy Christopher, along with Mary Motif, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. And Mary, I understand we're going to talk about winter fun today. That's right. All the different ways you can start having fun this winter up in Bayfield County. All right. So tell us about some of those things. Really, getting outdoors is the key to having fun up here in the wintertime. There are lots of opportunities to do that. Cross-country skiing is actually a really popular activity in the wintertime. And we have nine different cross-country trail systems throughout the whole county, including the famous Berkey Trail. Oh, yeah. Another uh, really large system is up at the Mount Ashobay Ski and Recreation Area, and there's lots of great cross-country skiing there, both classic and skate skiing, as well as a ski hill for downhill skiing and tubing. Another fun thing out there is there's some mountain bike trails that have been built recently, some of which get groomed for fat biking, which is really becoming a popular thing up here. What exactly is fat biking? Fat biking is a specific kind kind of mountain biking and the tires literally are fat they're huge and you um, change the pressure in the tire to accommodate whatever terrain you're on so in the winter time when you're on snow you deflate the tires so that you can just ride right on the snow and it doesn't make ruts in the snow you know because the tires kind of squish down and so you can just go out and explore and adventure all sorts of different terrain that you wouldn't normally be able to do on a regular mountain bike in the winter. And actually, there's a group of, of folks with our local cycling organization that once the ice forms and is safe, um, well, I guess we never say it's safe, but whenever they deem that they're willing to take the risk out on the ice, they lead groups um, every week out on Lake Superior with fat bikes and, you know, tootle around the islands out there. Doing wheelies along the lake, that's got to be fun. <laughs> So you talked a little bit earlier about the Berkey Trail. That's a pretty big event. The Berkey is a huge event, but the Berkey Trail system gets used for all sorts of events throughout the year. Is open to cross-country skiing up until, you know, maybe like the week before the big race in February. You can go cross-country skiing on the trail system and practice before the event. Um, there's also all sorts of trail systems throughout the rest of the county forest, the federal forest. One of them in particular I'm thinking of is the North End Ski Trail which actually does, I think, cross the Berkey Trail at one point. But that's one of the places that has these really cool little warming cabins that right. you can uh, stop in and, and warm up afterwards. Also, there's a couple places along the trail, both at Asho Bay and down in Cable, where um, we have yurts that you can rent and camp overnight, even in the winter, because they have little wood stoves and just a really cool experience. I know we talked about that before, but for those who don't know, what is a yurt? It's a combination between a tent and a cabin. So, you know, there's some structure to it and it has canvas around it, but it's totally enclosed. And once you get the wood stove going, it's really a cozy little environment and there's bunks in there and a picnic table and everything you need, you know, just to have a really cool overnight adventure. It's a less expensive way to have lodging up there? Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely less expensive than your typical hotel room. We actually do rent them uh, through the county on Airbnb, so you can find it just as easily as you can find uh, other 
their lodging. All right, Mary, so we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to John Thiel. And I'm really excited. He and his wife, Mary, own Howl Adventure Center in Bayfield. And the two of them offer dog sledding, day trips, and winter mushing adventure trips. So stay with us. Voted the number one snowmobile resort in the nation six times by Snowgoer Magazine, Lakewoods Resort in Cable, Wisconsin is next to more than 600 miles of super-groomed trails in Bayfield County. You can ride for a week and never cross your tracks. Lakewoods Resort offers a full-service snowmobile shop with light repairs, gas and oil, and Polaris snowmobile rentals. You can also enjoy cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, ice skating, or ice fishing right outside your door on Lake Namakagan. Lakewoods Resort has a variety of accommodations for from beautiful lodge rooms to condos, villas, and lake homes. Check them all out online at lakewoodsresort.com and let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Runamuck Rides is Bayfield County's premier choice to buy, rent, or service an ATV, snowmobile, pontoon, water ski boat, or jet ski. Fun on the trail starts with Runamuck Rides ATV or snowmobile rental packages by the hour, by the day, or by the week. Quality machines and four convenient locations make it easy to experience all all of Bayfield County's nationally recognized trails. Book your adventure today at runamuckrides.com. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. Our guest today is John Thiel, and he's the co-owner of Howl Adventure Center in Bayfield. He and his wife, Mary, have been providing dog sledding adventures for people like you and me since 1997. Thanks for being with us, John. Thanks for having me. So tell us about how. How did it get started? Mary and I started running sled dogs shortly after college. Went to a race and saw a sled dog race, and Mary took a ride one time. We just thought that would be so much fun. And Once we started doing it, it turned out to be quite an adventure. I can um, imagine. A lot more than just fun. We got some dogs and put it all together, and the first time out, we uh, made it around in about one corner, and the sled dumped over, and, and Mary and I <laughs> were running after the dogs for the next few miles, um, <laughs> trying to catch up. Uh, lots of misadventures in the first couple of years, but lot, lots of fun. We started taking our family out all the time and our friends, and we added to our kennel to have a few more dogs, and then we'd end up taking more and more people. And we realized that one of the things we liked about it most, besides having the dogs, was sharing it with other people. And seeing what their reaction was the first time they tried it and showing people how to do it. Then we decided we should try to do this for a business. Such a great idea. And I was surprised to learn that someone like me, who's never done anything like this, could actually go dog sledding. So how do you train newbies like myself? Many of the people who are coming dog sledding with us have never been before. And so the first thing we do is go out and meet all the dogs. They all have individual personalities and they're all really fun dogs. So we go around and you meet the dogs and have a chance to pet them a little bit and get to know their personality. We can teach you how to harness them and we show you do a little instruction. So we actually put people on sleds without the dogs. We show you how it works going around corners, how to steer, how to use the brake. A lot of it's just balance and hanging on and, and using good judgment to try to keep yourself from going too fast. We teach everybody how to do all the sleds and then we hook the teams up and head out. The first sled that goes out has one of the guides on it and sometimes we'll have a passenger if somebody doesn't want to drive and then behind us are all sleds with people on it then the last team is another guide so if somebody falls off which does happen fairly often um, <laughs> the dogs of course they don't usually stop they keep going oh boy <laughs> and so you have to get yourself up and dust yourself off in the snow and either run up to where we are in front if somebody hollers we stop the dogs are pretty well trained not to pass me in front after years of doing this you just get yourself up and you come forward and get on 
on the on the sled again. And but you have to scream pretty loud because you want to get your attention, so you stop. Yep, you have to yell a little bit, and I'm always listening for anybody that falls off. It doesn't usually hurt when you fall. It's usually sort of a stumble and you're in the snow. And it is really quiet out there, just to add that in. It's so peaceful and quiet when you're out that it's not a problem to be able to hear someone. Yeah, that's right. When it starts, the dogs are usually barking when they're because they're very excited to go. In, in the movies, they're always barking. They are. Well, before you start, they're barking. And the second we let them go, they take off kind of like a slingshot because they're really excited. <laughs> they're pulling hard. That's um, when I'd fall off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's usually, we kind of anticipate that. So somebody's <laughs> standing there with you right at the beginning. And Mary used, when Mary and I would do this just ourselves when we first started, she'd stand back there with the sled. And sometimes you can kind of tell when people are, they don't really realize how hard the dogs are going to pull. And so she was just about a jump away from grabbing onto the sled, which she did many times uh, as if someone fell off at the beginning. The, the dogs are barking a lot, making a lot of noise and jumping off the ground. As soon as you go, they're silent and they really don't make any noise at all. So we're, we're, flying along through the woods and hear the hiss of the runners the breath of the dogs wow. um, and it's super quiet uh, if I'm up in front I can if somebody falls off I can hear them for quite a ways in the woods in the winter how fast do they go we probably average between 10 and 12 miles an hour and they'll go up to 15 20 miles an hour when we race it's wow. pretty fast it's much faster than you can run and quite often at, at the beginning especially it feels really fast and did you say earlier that people can actually steer as well yes when you're driving a sled dog team a lot of what you're doing is shifting your weight back and forth, we have a little brake pad that just step on and that helps to steer the sled. So the dogs pretty much pull the sled through the woods. You use the brake pad to make sure the sled follows them. You know, you have to use a fair amount of judgment. And so if you let the dogs go too fast, your sled goes flying off the trail. Quite often, people that are the most anxious or nervous about driving often do the best because they tend to use the best judgment. And the, <laughs> it's the people that think they can do anything. Yeah, I got this. think it's going to be easy. Right. Um, they're the ones we really have to keep an eye on. How much time do you spend before you actually go out on the trail with people telling them how to steer, how to hold on, how to, you know, keep on the dog sled. The whole adventure is between two and a half and four and a half hours. The two and a half hour trip, we probably spend about 45 minutes to an hour on the trail and the rest of the time you're getting to know the dogs, you're harnessing, we're doing sled instruction. The sled instruction isn't too much, maybe 10 minutes. Most of the time you're spending with the dogs. After we get back, we feed them, which is always fun because the dog's appreciate that. And, you know, the connection with the dogs that you're making with the dogs is definitely the best part of all this. That sounds like so they much have a fun. world. It is. They have a world that's something totally different to us and unknown to us. And we get a little peek into it for a little while when you're out there with them. You're connected to them by, you know, they're pulling you with the gang line and you can feel the way they feel for a little while. It's a great experience to be part of their world. So I understand the dogs, most of them are born and they live their entire lives at Howell. How many dogs do you have? Are they all Siberian? Huskies, and at what age do you start training them? What age do they retire? We have all Siberian Huskies. They always live there their whole life. We don't sell puppies. We've had a few dogs that we've got from racers as they get older or three, four years older or eight or nine years old. Sometimes when the dogs retire, they come and live with us. But because of our training program and the fact that we're able to limit their speed somewhat and control their environment, they're healthy up until 14, 15 years old. We have a 16-year-old in our kennel right now. He's not running this year, but we yeah, had, that, he ran all year last right. year. Yeah. <laughs> well, they want to run as long as they can. 
Yeah. They hate to retire, and as long as they're healthy and they feel good, they can run. They can be happy and run up until 13, 14 years old is uh, very common for our dogs. They get such a good diet. We keep their weight down. With all the training conditioning we do with them, they can be happy and run their whole life. What are some of their names? There's always great names for these dogs. <laughs> we always have a theme to our kennel names, and it's always it's kind of fun. We've had, let's see, over the years we've had the blues litter. We've had the egg litter, the tea litter. Tea litter had sassafras, uh, zinger, and we had our, our first litter. Mary's family is Norwegian heritage, so our first litter was the Norwegian Christmas litter. We had Lefsa and Ludafisk, <laughs> Krumkaka and Sunbockle. If you could pronounce them. <laughs> yes, but uh, now we had the, the classic country litter. They're about six or seven years old right now. So there's Waylon and Willie and June Carter Cash and Johnny Cash oh. and Dolly and uh, Tammy Wynette. <laughs> That's and great. Then we have the cheap beer litter, so there's um, <laughs> they're all they're all good Wisconsin cheap beer names. We have hams in Old Milwaukee and Lineys. It's really fun to name the dogs. I didn't hear it, I think, the first time. How many dogs do you have up there? We have uh, about 40, let's see, 43 dogs right now. Wow, that's so, a lot yep. to work with. We have a, a litter of six puppies. They're always puppies <laughs> for us, even though they're full grown. They're almost a year old. It's really fun to see those young dogs come into their own. So they're training right now. We're going to run them this season. We always keep the young dogs just on our teams. So make sure nothing scares them and make sure they're happy and get really good habits because they're going to run their whole life. So. Right. And I bet they can't wait to join the other pack. Yep. So how many dogs are there to a team and how many teams do you have? We usually run six teams during the winter, sometimes seven um, during a trip. We'll have between seven and 10 dogs in the front sled with a and the front sled has a passenger because quite a few people would rather either start driving or I mean start riding or drive the sled when we're on it. That um, would be me. And, I was a rider. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we have four teams behind me with uh, about four to five dogs apiece. Sometimes six if if the conditions are right. If there's a lot of snow and a big person that can handle a little extra pull, maybe three dogs for somebody who's really small. You know, a lot of kids come too. A lot of people bring their family. Kids do really well driving. We have somewhere around between the age of ten and 14, they can drive their own team. Kids are usually good at, at telling us whether they want to drive or ride. Kids don't have any fear. Right. Well, <laughs> that's right. They have. It's funny how kids, uh, they often have better judgment than adults do. <laughs> so, oh. Um, if they're, <laughs> it's funny how that works. But when kids are 10 years old, 6, 8, 10 years old, they ride on, our, on the front sled with us and then they can drive our sled. So I'll be sitting in my sled. I can kind of use my feet to help steer a little bit. You know, I might have a 6 or 8 year old driving the team behind me at some point. And kids get a great kick out of that. If they're five, six years old, they can stand in front of me with the, on the runners. And that works really well, too. And then from the time they're somewhere around 12, 13, they drive their own team and, and they do very well. with. We can limit the number of dogs if they're a small person. And that helps a little bit. Teenagers drive all the time. Mary, what was your experience like? So I went out there with some travel writers and went on the whole trip. You know, I got to meet the dogs and greet them and get them harnessed up. And then, like I said, I was a rider um, and I let the, the travel writers drive their own sleds. It was just so beautiful and it was exhilarating. I mean, it was just unbelievable. So you're just going through the woods and it's at one point you get a view of the lake. And I don't think there are very many places that have dedicated sled dog trails and Bayfield County is one of them. The trails run through our county forest and there's an agreement with our forestry and parks department. And thankfully, our forestry and parks department really understands the value of recreation in the county forest as well as just timber. So it makes for a really fun adventure. 
tell us a little bit about the terrain itself. I understand the dog sledding trails there are some of the best in the U.S. Yeah, it's one of the reasons it's such a good place. We first started getting into sled dogs. We decided to move here just for the sled dogs. I mean, the lake is, is great too. We love Lake Superior, but we moved here because of the abundance of trails that are available. It also, we get lake effect snow just like they do in the UP and around Hurley. We get really good lake effect snow here on the Bayfield Peninsula also. It doesn't take a lot of snow to dog sled, but if you just have a few inches here and there and gets refreshed all the time, it makes for really good conditions. There's county forest trails and roads that connect to our property, and also we train over at the Apostle Island Sled Dog Race Trail, which is just a few miles from our house. It's quite hilly and lots of, you know, lots of beautiful woods to go through. There's places you can see the lake now and then, but I think the, the snow conditions are what make it the best here, and, and it's really consistent from year to year. We can start middle of December, and we can almost always go through near the end of March every year. It's about 150 inches a year, right, on average? Yeah, it's about what we get at our place, somewhere average around 150, 140. One of the things that really makes it beautiful, too, is that we get one or two inches just about every day from the middle of December through somewhere in February where it slows down a little bit. And it'll just, just snow a little bit of a dusting, and it'll get caught in all the branches of the leaves. And it's just that winter wonderland scene where the, the trees are all painted with snow, and you're going through this like tunnel of beautiful, crystally snow. When you're doing it quietly, and the dogs are flying along, it's just a breathtaking scene. Uh, oh, it just sounds breathtaking. So tell us again where you're located, and how can someone reserve a dog sledding adventure? Our Hall Adventure Center is in Bayfield, and our kennel that we used to call Wilsong Adventures in Mushing, we're about 10 miles, 15 miles out of town, over toward Cornucopia, where the ice caves freeze up some winters. We'd book everything through our Hall Adventure Center in Bayfield. You can find us easily online. And your website is? It's uh, www.howlinbayfield.com. Since we've been called Wolfsong Adventures for years, I'm sure our Wolfsong Adventures website is still, wolfsongadventures.com is still a good link for us. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for joining us today. And I think a lot of people are going to be interested in coming dog sledding there. Hey, All before right, we let you go, can you tell us a little bit about your new location that you're going to be opening next year? Yes. We're opening a new adventure center just south of town. We have 11 acres there. We're going to have mountain bikes, mountain bike trails, fat bike trails, and cross-country skis. And we're going to do it all right from our right from our store there. So you can come and take a bike right out or take skis right out on our property. Wow. Well, best of luck to you next year. That'll be great. You guys, all right, thank you, you guys know how to have fun, don't you? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's why we're here. Again, thank you. And when we come back, Mary is going to tell us how Bayfield County rings in the new year. Legendary Waters Resort and Casino brings fun and excitement to Bayfield County's nightlife. On the shores of Lake Superior in Redcliffe, the hotel offers 47 deluxe rooms and premier suites, each with a Lake Superior and Apostle Islands view. The casino has 24-7 entertainment, featuring all of your favorite slot machines and table games. The Entertainment Center hosts events all year long. With a restaurant on site, it's the perfect place to host an event. An RV campground and marina are also on the property. Visit Legend LegendaryWaters.com for more details, including special promotions. Whether you're planning a wedding, corporate retreat, family reunion, or a weekend getaway, now there's a place that can host it all on the beautiful shores of Lake Superior with gorgeous views of Shawamagun Bay. The Harborview Event Center is the perfect place to host a memorable experience of any type of event or celebration. Relax next door at the newly remodeled Washburn Inn and plan your next event at the Harborview Event Center. Visit both online at washburnin.com. We are back with Bayfield County Wild. I'm Nancy Christopher, along with Mary Motiff, 
director of Bayfield County Tourism. And before we talk about how Bayfield County rings in the new year, Mary, tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening during the holidays here. We have lots of fun events leading up to the holidays. To kick off December, we've got two big events, Christmas in Cable and the Holiday Spirit Gallery Tour. And then all month long is a really cool event at Ulu Glass Gallery. And they have a holiday show along with glass blowing demonstrations and classes you can go to their studio and and not only watch them, but if you want to, you can take part and, and take a class from them. You know, and I've seen glass blowing before. It is extremely difficult. You make one little mistake and it just all collapses. But it's such a cool process. And, and so even just going through the process is fun, even if you don't end up with something perfect at the end. But there's so many things that they've done professionally that they have on display at the gallery there, both for browsing and for purchase. So it's really a neat experience to, to go to Ulu, which is just north of Iron River and south of Port Wing. And then um, there's all sorts of other fun holiday open houses and uh, other events that you can find on our website too. Alrighty. Well, let's talk about how you do ring in the new year. What are some of the things that we can expect in January? Bayfield County loves to ring in the new year with food. Well, just who about- doesn't, right? <laughs> Just about every one of our restaurants has some sort of special event going on for New Year's Eve. So it's it's really a fun place to come and celebrate New Year's Eve. And then after the New Year, we have lots of fun events that continue into January. One is the Slay and Cutter Rally at the Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center. There's a harness club that puts on that event, and it's horse-drawn sleighs that are in literally a parade on the snow and it's just such a cool event to come and watch. It's straight out of a storybook. After that, there's um, an event on the Berkey Trail, which we talked about earlier, called the Berkey Tour. And it's a fat tire event where you can come and ride those fat tire bikes around on the Berkey Trails. And then that's when all of our ice fishing tournaments start. So lots of fun continuing on into January and the rest of the winter. I know you have some more winter fun for February as well. Of course, lots of fun to be had in February as well. Um, You know, besides it being the height of the snowmobile season, we've got uh, the Book Across the Bay, which is a a cross-country ski event. You can also snowshoe or walk that. And that's across Frozen Lake Superior from Ashland to Washburn. And then, of course, the big Birkebeiner event in February and all sorts of fun things coming up after that. And you might even give us a sneak peek at the ice caves? That's right. We have to know when to be on the lookout to see if ice is going to freeze over and allow access out to those ice caves. Oh, wow. All right, Mary, thanks. And to everyone listening, if you like what you've heard, we'd love to have you share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. And if you'd like more information, we'll have all the links and resources for today's episode in our show notes. On behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild.